1: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You could
0: get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling
1: lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is episode 322, A Dance with Dragons, Chapter 52, Daenerys. In this chapter, Daenerys goes to the fighting pits and leaves via an impromptu dragon ride. Welcome to Unspoiled. Hi.
0: Hi. (laughs) Dragon Riders. Yeah. Assemble.
1: Uh, what did you think of this chapter?
0: Well, I love lists.
1: Wait, what?
0: I don't. Well, I mean, the, the end part is kind of exciting, but a lot of the beginning is just like, these were two people who fought. Oh, it was gross. Here's two more people who fought. That was pretty gross, too. Yeah,
1: I guess so. I mean, I feel like that's a real oversimplification of it. Yeah, it Com- was. There's a lot of her thought process as this is all going on. And- think you're being a little bit of a dick to be honest
0: <laughs> isn't that like shouldn't that be in the description of the show <laughs> i mean like i don't because i didn't know what was going to happen in the beginning like i didn't know because it's clearly like all leading up like she's getting angrier and angrier right and then you got deus ex dragona <laughs> um flying in from the sky but like i'm just reading like because it does i don't know i don't think it was just like a pile of nonsense but i was getting bored of the fighting pits okay uh, before we got to the part where it actually got interesting
1: okay so i feel that that's a thing is just that you have a very short attention span Mm -hmm. so it's like i just don't know i'm worried about like future projects and what's going to take to keep you interested I'm concerned. I'm like in the
0: 700th chapter of this book right now.
1: Yeah, but it's not about continuing the project. I feel like, you know, that isn't the issue for you. You'll keep going. But it's, you're never, like, there's only been a, a handful of chapters that I feel like you've been, like, excited about at all. And even those, you've been fairly restrained about your excitement. So I think and, this is
0: a wild mischaracterization. Do you really? Yes. All right. I like stuff. You're I'm not some sort of. I grumpus. just I
1: feel like it's very hard to please you. Well,
0: sh- certainly.
1: <laughs> As uh, my friend Jake says, Brendan and his upper crust friends. Uh, <laughs> there's no friends in this. It's just you that's being all upper crusty. I'm not being a crusty at all. You're a little crusty. Uh, you're uh, going to be the crustiest once you're an old man. It's uh, going to be awful. I'm
0: working on it. Yeah. I'm already eating weird food <laughs> and being intractable in general. <laughs> um, I like I like this book.
1: Okay. Do you? Uh, it doesn't to... really seem like you do.
0: I've liked these books i don't know this book has been maybe the roughest one i think
1: really okay uh
0: well like four and 5 i've been like just wonky okay like like the end of book three i was like this is the best and then it's
1: um (laughs) i think that's how a lot of people have felt yeah um well we shall soldier on though because we are i mean between this and the last chapter which was theon there's been some pretty intense stuff happening now. So it's not necessarily as earth shattering as an entire wedding being murdered and Tywin being murdered, but it's still like game changing. Sure.
0: I mean, all right. So I have a question for you and I don't mean to skip to the end of this chapter, but obviously Drogon shows up and she's like, we are flying. Okay. When you read this, were you like, Yes. Like, were you excited about the dragon riding?
1: Uh, I'm the f- are you talking about now or the first time? The first time. The first time I was confused. Okay. I was like, I thought that you were so determined to make this work and you're just going to fly away on a dragon. That's your <laughs> solution. That's what you're going to do. Okay. After not wanting to unleash your dragons on everybody and being all like worried about it, then you're just gonna leave. It just seemed like a real abdication of responsibility after really fucking up that whole region to just fucking bail. And I'm fine with if she had bailed right away initially after sacking Marine, but she decided to stay and put all her effort into this, like, infrastructure that she... and laws and stuff that she wanted. And then, I guess... A lot of this chapter was spent pointing out the fact that she was realizing that her own people didn't even want what she thought they wanted. Right. That she was imposing upon them what she, what she perceived to be uh, the good. And she, re- she even thinks at one point, perhaps I can't make my people good, but I can make them less bad. So, like, as the chapter goes on, it's just her sort of almost becoming more and more resigned as she sees how much everybody seems to be enjoying this, like, horrible massacre.
0: Right. Um, Maybe I'm pulling a Kraken's daughter here, but I didn't necessarily (laughs) get the impression at the end of this chapter where she was just like, fuck off everybody. Like, I didn't know if she was going to come back or not.
1: So, what do you think is going to happen? Because that, like... Once again, going from my first reading about it, I, that's, I was like, okay, so she comes back to the top of her pyramid on her dragon Mm -hmm. after the dragon has like killed a bunch of people in the fighting pits. What happens now? Like that was the image in my head of what was going to happen was her like landing at the, at the palace again. Well,
0: and she's going to at least get the other two dragons, right? Like,
1: that's the thing, is, like, they're locked up, so you have to find them and let them out. They're not under such great control either. Drogon was so out of control when she first went up to him with the whip. It took some serious and, like, intense risking of her life to get him to listen to her. So what about the two that she hasn't been in touch with either?
0: Yeah, but I do wonder if, like... Because that would be my thought is like, well, she's somehow connected with Drogon on this level and he's like the dominant dragon. Mm-hmm. So if she can take him and get the other two, even if they're not like completely under her control. This is partially her like embracing the like the chaos and the like the the taking the dragon side over that of the people that he's killing. OK. And that just like being like, all right, I'm just going to be like, I'm one with fire. They're one with fire. Like, hey sometimes people get burned who are innocent like let's maybe that'll be my thing
1: yeah that's the thing with her it's like and i actually that's funny we i just had this talk with somebody on facebook it didn't really wind up being finished but um he was sort of defending her like being getting married and saying that she like had no other choice and i said well she obviously does have three other choices that are at her disposal that she's not using. And he said, well, she doesn't see them as choices, though. I said, well, she may not see them that way. That doesn't change the fact that they are.
0: Who are the three other cho- What are the three other choices? The dragons. Choices? Oh, okay. I'm like, wait, those aren't three separate choices. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. What if she married one of the dragons?
1: So, and I said that the thing that I feel with Daenerys that is sort of... I wish somebody had just sat her down and said this to her. She doesn't want her dragons roaming around because she's afraid they're going to kill and eat children and innocent people. But yet she is willing to go through this marriage and compromise so many of her principles and ideals, even insofar as to allow a slave market to open within sight of her walls and That compromise, she's okay with. Right. But the possible collateral damage of innocence, which is an inevitability in war in general, when it's her dragons, she balks at that. And it just, it frustrates me. It's like, you're not going to be able to get away from that. No matter what method you choose to wage war with, the innocents are the ones who die. I mean, it's like 95% civilian deaths in war.
0: Um, maybe to go back to your metaphor from a previous chapter, because I think her problem with the dragons attacking people is they're kind of an extension of herself in a way. Okay. And that makes her feel more than, you know, finding out that some of the brazen beasts have like beaten someone to death in the alleyways of the city. Like she's personally responsible for the dragons. Okay. And then so Drogon leaving is her, like, abdicating responsibility or abdicating, like, p- some, like...
1: It's almost her faith in herself.
0: Yeah, and just being like, yeah, I'm a, you know, hey, man, I'm fucked up. Like, I am not a perfect person, but I'm, like, here mm-hmm. and hear me roar as opposed to be like, well, let me just concede and like, tr- try to just keep giving away the, the great in the hopes of getting something good and ending up with something that's shitty. Okay. Um, however, I feel like okay, when the dragon showed up for me, when I read this chapter, I wasn't like, cause I've been wanting these dragons to show up and like do something for a long time, mm-hmm. but it just felt weird and like unearned. Like Drogon shows up out of nowhere mm-hmm. and Daenerys rolls, like she's angry and he's just rolls in and he's angry. He's being attacked by like people. Mm mm-hmm. And I get the whole idea of, like, there's an emotional connection between them. Like, they're both angry and feeling pain at the same time. Okay. But just that, like, he shows up out of nowhere. She runs down there, st- like, st- has a staring contest and, like, whips him <laughs> a bunch. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, let's fly together. Like Okay. She does take a risk to, like, she risks her life both at the hands of the crowd and of Drogon himself. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Like, I felt like there should have been, more, like, some lead up or, like, some her, like, thinking about this or learning about it or having a plan.
1: Yeah. That's kind of what I meant about like the, st- the whole first half of this chapter is her slowly realizing that these people don't want what she wants to give them. Right. And I feel like that's something that could have been much more effectively done a couple chapters earlier and somehow incorporating I don't know, Drogon sightings or something Or, to or sort like, of have like a, you know, it's not like this massive 180 that's so sudden.
0: I also feel like if she went to go find Drogon, if she took some initiative to be like, this is wrong, I have to like find like the part of myself that knows what the fuck they're doing mm-hmm. and she like takes off the city to go find like you know or whatever like something where she takes initiative and then like reunites with Dragon. on then but it just seems like she's feeling more helpless and more frustrated and then he's like boom i'm here and she's like oh all right let's do this like i kind of want her as the hero to like
1: do something be- of her own yeah
0: she's the protagonist so i want her to take action that yeah. then results in you know because it does just feel like if the dragon didn't show up she was just gonna have like well, uncharitably could be called a temper tantrum, and then...
1: Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I think
0: that's super unfair, because it's just making her into, like, a child, which she's not.
1: But it is her doing something that publicly, like, she's... It's a, it's a big ceremony and a big deal that she's opening these pits, and for her to leave in the middle of it is the equivalent of a temper... Like,
0: and kind of how, like, her...
1: Professionally speaking.
0: Yeah, well, and her attitude isn't, like you know she's like i made a mistake i'm going home not like i made a mistake like shut this whole thing she's not even stopping it she's yeah. just like i don't want to be here anymore yeah where it seems like that if it wasn't for the appearance of the dragon like i don't know what future consequence would even happen
1: yeah i guess that that's i mean yeah it's sort of the same same thing it's just her realizing they don't want this so she's not going to try and shut it down because she realizes she doesn't have anybody else's backing like this These people are not her people. They don't have the values that she has. And even her Dothraki, her handmaids, are all about the fighting and making wagers and, like, completely all right with this. I mean, the dude who uh, beats the first guy takes out his heart and eats it in front of everyone. And they're like, yeah, good dude. Yeah, you get his strength doing that. Awesome tactic, (laughs) man. Like, they're... And I th- I feel like this is Daenerys finally realizing, I am not where I need to be. We don't have the same fucking, like, view of the world at all. So, yeah, the fact that she wasn't trying to just shut it down. She was going to leave. It's It's just the stroke where she's realizing. But, once again, I don't feel like that was really... I feel like that could have been shown a little bit more effectively earlier on instead of it being this sudden.
0: Yeah. And I don't, like, here's the thing. Like, she's, she's, I feel like for a while, it's felt like these people don't want her here and she's not one with them and they have different values than her. But every other action she's taken so far has been to compromise. I don't know. I just kind of felt like she's like having, she's like getting really angry and upset and taking off the tow car and just be like, I'm not doing this anymore. But again, I just feel like if the dragon didn't show up, then like the next day she'd be like, well, it sucks, but I don't know what else to do.
1: Hmm. Well, I guess that's the tough thing, isn't it? To you don't know what she would have done otherwise. So yeah.
0: And I mean arguably like the dragon is like what gives her the opportunity to do like i don't i don't really necessarily want stories about people who are just trapped in intractable situations and have to suffer through them
1: yeah well this is and this is the the issue is that i feel like he as a writer got himself into this position where he had to do this and i just don't i feel like that is a real problem when you let that happen but You know, and I mean, I get what you're saying about the fact that like we saw earlier that these people aren't her people and whatever. But I feel like this is really the first time that she sees that the common folk aren't even really behind her. Yeah. Before she was flattering herself that she was of the smaller people and that the nobles who were greedy and used to being held up by their slaves are, of course, going to fight this. But she's doing the right thing and that the people want this. And then she goes out into the streets this time and sees how many are turning out for this fight and them shouting for her and she's just realizing that like no not really this is it's it's I just feel like she had this sort of vision of herself as this mm-hmm. savior and she's just finally seeing that that's not how how it's working out right she's a rescuer is that what T- Tyrion says
0: mm-hmm. yeah I don't know I just uh. I didn't expect the dragon, and then when he showed up, I just, like, wanted it. I wish she had taken some sort of action to kind of set those events into motion. Okay. I felt like she just reacted instead of acted. Hmm. Um
1: So what do you think she should have done?
0: I just, like, story-wise, I would have liked to... Her, her take... Even if it had nothing to do with Dragon. but if she had... Because she's been taking action to, like, cement this peace between her and... Like, there's some elements, like, trying to get the sores on her side, and, like, maybe these youngish people, like, she'll flip on them at some point. Right. But it never really feels like she's, like, you know what, this whole his-there thing was, like, she realizes she doesn't really like what happened, mm-hmm. but she hasn't turned on him. Or, like, I almost wish she was making some steps into, like, all right, I have to make a change, and then the dragon shows up, and she's like, all right, here's how we do it.
1: Okay.
0: I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a writer. I just felt like uh, the you dragon weren't satisfied. I was like, I've been waiting for this dragon forever, and then he just shows up for no reason. And then it's like, all right, now we're and like, there's no like element of hurt. Like she doesn't go on any through any sort of struggle to like win the dragon or like unlock part of herself. She just gets super frustrated. It's more like Carrie than it is like a hero's journey.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. It is kind of a Carrie like, I'm just sick of everything. Dragon. It does sort of, it feels like Drogon was like attracted to the place because of her mounting rage and like finally admitting to herself that I am not okay with this.
0: Well, I mean, and, uh, all right. So I will actually retract slash double down. Um, in that if they had made that more clear or if in the future, it becomes kind of a thing that like her being angry is what her anger somehow connects her to the dragon. And like by like the Hulk or something, like by channeling her anger, that's how she learns to ride the dragon. Then I'm back on board because then it makes sense why the dragon showed up and it's okay. not just a coincidence.
1: That's how I perceive it is that the dragon is... As she gets angry and the and everything that she had believed in and was compromising on comes rushing back full force and she finally stands up and is like, I am not doing this, take me out of here. The dragon shows up as sort of a reinforcement of you are back finally take the right. stand. But it is very quick one on top of the other, so she doesn't have to prove herself in terms of like action outside of like this massive uh crisis that starts happening right away so i understand what you mean but that is how i saw it
0: i i could tell there's obviously supposed to be like a, a connection between her and the dragon they're both crying out at once they're having these same emotions towards like as each other while they're not necessarily on the same page in the beginning but i don't i don't know that like Maybe I just got too caught up in the logistics. Like, how did he know to get here? Like, she wasn't angry; like, she was felt like beaten down until just recently. So, like, just when he shows up, it's so sudden. There wasn't. She like, felt
1: beaten down recently, as in in the chapter.
0: I feel like in the past few chapters, she's been like frustrated and like oh, the but, past few, yeah. But like, even at the beginning of this chapter, like when she's getting ready, she's like, "I don't want to do this," but she's not like boiling with anger yet.
1: No, but that's the point is that once she is boiling, that's when he shows up. It's like, like it was mounting all day. And I mean, a dragon can probably fly pretty fast. So I'm imagining that Drogon's not hunting like so far away that it would take him like two days to get back or, you know what I mean?
0: All right. Well, yeah. If evidence continues to show that this is like part of like their weird bond has to do with anger and like that's their thing.
1: I don't think that it's, like, just saying that their bond has to do with anger is, I I don't think that's true either. I think that her anger and, like, righteous indignation drew him there, but I don't think that's, like, just the main emotion that forms their bond either.
0: I guess we'll have to, like, I you know, we've only seen them as babies and then he leaves. So it's tough for me to like, I don't have the real evidence to know. Yeah, I guess so. I'm just, I'm, I mean, way. I'm
1: just I'm I don't either. I'm just like, I don't think that that it would make very much sense to have a connection with an animal where you have to be angry all the time to have that connection. That doesn't really,
0: well, my whole thought is like, cause they're the embodiments of fire. Right. And to me that I like, I could see that being like, that's there when she, Daenerys is, um, not placid, but like
1: passive, like,
0: passive, like there's nothing for them there. So there's no like connection. But when she's like ignited with anger, then like game recognized game. They're like, all right, that's, I see myself in you. Like now we're on the same page. Okay.
1: All right. Fair. Um, we never started at the yeah, beginning so at all. You wanna start at the <laughs> beginning? I don't really want... I mean, all right. I guess we have to. She's getting dressed. She's in the pool. She wants to hang out in the pool all day. It's really fucking hot.
0: I don't want to go see fights.
1: But she has to go. And um, she's getting ready. And she's talking to Barristan Selmy, who tells her that he let Pretty Maris go. And that she told him the um, Tattered Prince wanted to move over to Daenerys' side anyway. And that this was the whole plan except that Quentin and his bros just ruined it by outing them too early. (gasps) And, uh, she's like, do you believe her? And he's like, yeah, no, I don't believe any of this, which is a shame because we know it's true, but
0: yeah. And (laughs) like his deal is like, I will, I'll be on your side, but I want Pentos. Yep. Which, um, is Pentos is a free city. Yeah. So
1: yeah,
0: it really shouldn't, be uh any of generis's business i kind of feel like yeah
1: i mean i guess she would have to conquer it and then give it to him and that was not in her plans as far as we know
0: i mean i guess she could conquer most of the world and then tell him it was okay to take it and then he could be like yes. i got the cosign from the empress of, of everything so yeah. maybe just let's do this oh my um,
1: god what if the Chattered prince is Varys?
0: It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't at
1: all. I just like to say everybody's varies cuz that's just the thing. What if done.
0: everybody's varies? <laughs> it's just the giant George
1: R. R. in his varies. Oh, now it makes sense. It's all an autobiography. Wait what? <laughs> no.
0: So Varies is like it's like Interview with the Vampire style yeah. like you tr- traveled from a different dimension and then wrote the story about
1: it. <laughs> um so yeah, she basically says to Barriston uh, my friend Illyrio is the one who saved my ass. There's no way in fuck I'm giving his city away after what he did for me. So, no. And Barrison's like, good call. Yeah.
0: <laughs> which is, like, the contest of the two, like, tentative... Because, like, one... I mean, Illyrio, like, quote-unquote, did you some favors, but it's a little... Like, don't don't put too much stock in that bank.
1: No, but yeah you've got to reward people or else nobody will do anything for you ever
0: yeah and of course the other side of the scale is like some dude is like i've never met you please give me an entire city he's right like, well even though illyria little shaky on this guy like who the fuck are you yeah totally a mummy
1: Ooh, maybe he is I he's a he reanimated a corpse yeah so
0: also the door like the dornish people want to talk to you Ah, uh, i got no time for that
1: Ain't nobody got time for that. So, yeah, that was really dismissive. The way she was just like, some other day, perhaps. It's not tomorrow. It's not the day after tomorrow. It's some other day. And then perhaps, (laughs) like, if you're lucky, eventually I'll talk to you. But I might not. I was like, snap. She really just, no fucks were given by Daenerys Targaryen. Um. So she goes down to get onto her sedan chair, and Mister uh, Barriston is arguing that the brazen beasts shouldn't be the ones guarding her; that she needs some unsullied, because nobody knows who's behind those masks.
0: Great point.
1: Yeah, it is. And he's like, "Who do? We, like, we don't know that the guy who's wearing an owl mask today is the same dude who had the owl mask on yesterday." I
0: mean, I've been wa- ever since the brazen beasts were introduced. It's like, oh, I'm just waiting for them to Julius Caesar some poor schmuck. Right. Like, it seems like that's what they're there for. <laughs> Maybe this was another, because they're on the set in chairs with the president. He's like, it's not careful. uh, It's not safe, but they go anyway. She's like, I got strong bellows. I got you. Don't worry about it. Yep cut to they're going through oh the, like a chair overturned there's, there's something
1: a, holding us up yeah what is happen- yeah like so you keep thinking that, i'm like
0: well, like they're they're inside like basically a valley made of two pyramids surrounded by people who maybe don't like her with a bunch of guards who like who knows who they are i'm like oh what's gonna oh nothing okay nothing.
1: what <laughs> see this is and that's what's interesting is like this had all the makings of the king's landing riot yeah like, the royalty and the little people and one of the people being like abused, but the way that she handles it and the fact that this dude was a slave and now he's being taken care of after he passes out from heat stroke versus being whipped to death, it is somewhat of a plus, but you do wonder, like, how long does that last? they give him water in front of her and then hang him once she's out of sight? Like, I don't know how that works.
0: Yeah, and just, like, I felt kind of like blue balls because it's like... They, like, set up this amazing, like, assassination. Like, because I really thought, like, all right, this is fake. They've crowded in, like, partisans who are... And, like, the guards themselves are going to turn out to be, like, bad guys. You know, is in on it. It's going to end up with Daenerys, like, getting almost killed. And then, you know, some shit happens. And uh, maybe then the dragon shows up or whatever. I was, like, so excited for, like, a fucking twisty, like, assassination <laughs> plot. And then it was like, uh, I don't know. Anyway, let's get to the, like, let's go watch fights. I'm like, I
1: don't want to watch fights. I want an assassination. See, and that is something that I feel like he does all the time, George R. R. Martin. He sets it up so that you think that you know where he's going with something, and he totally doesn't go there. And you're like, but... And sometimes I really enjoy that, but yeah, then there's times like this. I mean, like, the wedding scene with her also the way that it's written, you keep thinking something's going to happen to stop this wedding. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And it totally fucking goes on without a hitch. And it's like really anticlimactic. And I understand what you mean about like kind of wanting But at the same time, I sort of admired that, that it's almost the same as like, one of the things I loved about The Conjuring was how they have these long shots that in any other movie, there would be a cheap jump scare. And they don't do the jump scare so the tension gets completely drawn out because you're just waiting and waiting and nothing ever comes of it so in some ways i sort of admire that and think that it's kind of badass that he doesn't do the predictable thing and that he sort of toys with you because it's sort of putting us in the same shoes that daenerys would be in where she's all constantly on edge wondering is this a situation that i need to be worried about you know
0: yeah well i kind of feel like it's um it's like a magic trick right it's like look over here oh no what's really happening is over here okay and like sometimes that works and you're like ooh. and another time you're like i just looked at something dumb and i don't like if the thing that happens afterwards isn't that exciting i don't i guess with the wedding it kind of feels like ned's execution or something it's like something that you the reader doesn't want to happen and he's writing it like oh like it's drawing it out like letting each step take place and you're like Something could happen now. Something could happen now. And you're right. like, oh, fuck, it never did. Yeah. But here it was, it was like, something could happen because it didn't even like.
1: I have to disagree with you a little bit there um, because even though nothing happened with this, then when they get to the box and the whole thing with the honeyed locusts, that then I was like, OK, so he was setting it up to make us think that she was going to be assassinated this way. And instead, she's going to be assassinated that way.
0: What, with honey locusts? Yeah. Were they
1: poisoned? Oh my god! Did you not pick up on that?
0: Uh, I know that Strong Belwas said his stomach was upset.
1: Yeah, Strong Belwas eats the locust, starts feeling sick, vomits, and then passes out while she's about to go up to the dragon.
0: Oh, I thought he passed out because like, something had to do with the dragon like eating that woman. And it didn't really make sense to me because they just saw a guy eat a human heart. The
1: only person who had a problem with the dragon eating the woman was... I think it was... Uh, it was like Was, his it, was it his dart? I think it was. He's yeah. like, oh,
0: he's eating her too. I'm like,
1: now you care? Yeah, right? She was just being eaten by a boar, and that's fine. God forbid a fucking dragon do it. But yeah, Strong Belwas was eating some fucking shit that was clearly poisoned, in my opinion. Yeah. Or else he's just wicked allergic to locusts, and he didn't know it until now. That doesn't seem too I likely. I guess that's
0: true. I was like... I guess the thing was strong, and, and now that's a little bit obvious, but I read it and I was just like, why is, like, because it just felt weird. They're in this booth. All right. So we're skipping ahead. Like, they go to the booth. Okay. It's got snacks. They don't have to eat the dog sausages that everyone else
1: says <laughs> Dog sausage. Do- that Fetal sounds puppies! really filthy when you say that. Yup. Anyway. Um,
0: <laughs> and he just starts, like, chomping on those locusts, and she's, and his like, you should have some. They're spicy and sweet. She's like, nah, I'm cool. But then like the whole time, like there's like this, w- the booth is weird because it's Daenerys thinking, Hizdar talking, only talking to Daenerys, um, her handmaids occasionally pipe up, like Bell West is like, has a running commentary about stuff, but mm-hmm. no one, like no one is talking to each other. They're just all talking like around Daenerys.
1: Well, I feel like that's how it would be as something when you're all watching it at the same time, like I've- at sporting events and stuff. That's how it is. You're yeah. not talking to the other person. You're just sort of screaming at the players who can't even hear you anyway.
0: Right. I don't know. I think because I didn't pick up on the poison thing, when the denari- uh, Bellas was just like, my stomach hurts. I'm like, what? thanks for nothing, Bellas. What
1: are you talking about? <laughs> wow, babe. That's That surprises me that you didn't notice that. Like, that was something that I was completely paranoid throughout this chapter. As soon as his stars like you should have some of these, Daenerys. I was like, oh, should she? Should she? And then every single moment that Bellwas comes back and he's sweating and then he's grabbing his stomach and then he's like, no, this is really bad. And then he throws up and then he passes out. I was like, holy shit, somebody just tried to kill her. And everybody I've like seen online, most people seem to think Hizdar poisoned them. I think that is such bullshit. Hisdar's not that clumsy. He could kill her any time. Why would he use honeyed locusts? So that who do you anybody think- could have eaten, obviously, to try and poison her. When it, it's just like so obvious to me that it wasn't him. He's not that Wait, obvious. So who do you
0: think it was? I
1: have no idea, but it's it's too much like fucking Cersei and John Aaron. It was made to look just like Cersei poisoned John Aaron. She had every reason to, and it wasn't implicit that she had. In, like or it was implicit that she had to the point where we took it for granted for three books almost, and then all of a sudden left field turns out it totally wasn't her. She had absolutely nothing to do with it, and I feel like it's this whole chapter was written so as to make it look like Hizdar was probably the one and he had nothing to do with it.
0: I guess it could be like the shave pay or someone like it could have been someone trying to kill Hizdar. That's true. Or anyone like I assume only the king and queen are worth trying to kill in that party.
1: Because the shave paint he had uh, kicked out basically and replaced with one of his own dudes, so it could be, I guess, Um, or God, I I mean, or the perfumed Seneschal—is he still there? (laughs) Not the ship, but you know, no, the the other dude, uh, Resnack Mo Resnack, his name is
0: No Berries. (laughs) Oh, maybe the Green Grace did it. Maybe they see her. She shows up.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um. So yeah, that I, that like whole thing with the locusts gave another undercurrent of unease, and I kept hoping that she wasn't going to like eat them, or that she that none of the other stuff in the box was also poisoned or whatever. I was waiting for that the whole time it too.
0: Does seem interesting to only poison the one thing? That seems like you're trying to target someone in specific. But right. when Daenerys has no particular affection for it's not like locusts. her favorite food yeah, or no.
1: something. So yeah. If it were Sansa it'd be lemon cakes if you really want her right. to have some. But yeah. It didn't like so that's kind of what I mean is that it's too clumsy. His dar would know way better how to get her if he wanted to. Yeah. Like, that's this just true. doesn't make any sense. It just it feels like something that somebody from the outside would do. Like You know, anybody who had access to that box before they got there could have stuffed those in there, right? So I don't know how that works, but
0: it does seem if everyone's around her. I mean, I I mean this is Game of Thrones rules. So once someone's dead, like it doesn't really matter who did it in a way. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, you could. But if her entourage is worth anything, which I guess it's not, because I mean, really, his there could do anything other than stabbing her in the face with a dagger. And then, like, because he could be like, hey, Daenerys, drink this poison. And if she did, nothing Barristan Selmy says is going to get anything done in that city, right? Right. Like, they're out on their ass anyway. Right. So I guess he could be super clumsy about it.
1: I guess so. But once again, if you're going to do it, at least get it done the first time. Why would he poison her and then not basically press the locusts into her hand and be like try some or hold one up and be like here dearie," and like you know he doesn't try to get her to eat them except for one suggestion at the beginning that's sort of offhand
0: right and uh, it's also it's like
1: and he's watching someone else eat them and that's not alarming him obviously if it's poison the other person is going to be poisoned and thus going to give away the fact that someone is trying to poison her so wouldn't you be worried about having someone other than her eat it and giving the game away
0: it's true also yeah why not just poison something that she likes
1: yeah yeah exactly or
0: like if it was him it was him it would make sense to just be like oh i like figs upset my stomach and let everyone else eat figs like
1: so yeah i
0: was trying to think like that's like poisoning uh haggis or something (laughs) i mean i like i was trying to think of a food that people think is disgusting
1: so um, yeah I'm I'm just kind of surprised I guess that that wasn't bothering you because that really I thought it was, was weird like but an I underlying didn't... tension for me throughout so
0: well like the sweating and stuff I was like all right spicy food like I didn't think it was a bit... and Bellwiss is like a weird kind of grotesque character <laughs> anyway so I could see him just like eating hot food and sweating up I just I was I'm frustrated that I didn't notice the whole strong Bellus thing he's such a cartoon character to me though like it was. I don't know. I just thought he was being weird for no reason.
1: I mean, that's often his thing, so it's understandable why he would think of
0: that. Yeah, but like once you point it out, I'm like, oh, of course. Like,
1: it just surprises me because you're normally like paranoid enough to see things where there aren't any. So when I thought this one was kind of like ladled out there, fairly thick, and that you didn't see it, I'm just, it just surprised me.
0: Maybe after the whole thing in the beginning, where I was like assassin, I was like, I'm not getting my hopes up. Oh,
1: okay, maybe um so yeah i feel like he kind of purposefully did that like he had the oh is this going to be an assassination attempt no oh is she being poisoned no and then the like grand finale with the uh dragon instead where it's like oh you kept thinking that somebody was going to try and kill her but instead it's kind of good thing she's out now kind of kind of um, Can you ever really be out of the game of thrones
0: no, I mean you could die. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, or you could win. Those are the two ways.
1: Yeah, I think we have covered that somewhere.
0: Mm, <laughs> I think that's a new content. Okay, so they're in there. We've covered the snacks. There's the actual um, fights themselves. Right. The dude who are,
1: eats somebody's heart.
0: Yep. Uh, a fast guy versus a slow guy. Yep.
1: The uh, woman versus the boar, who that's everybody the last thought one. was going to win all like kind of took it for granted that she would beat the boar but the boar was smarter than they all thought it would be yeah uh and then there's Tyrion and penny
0: yeah where there's like so this is <laughs> this was a little disappointing to me too because i'm like they bring out Tyrion and penny and i'm like so what's gonna happen here <laughs> like stuff is supposed to be fucked up i like i know they're either gonna have to kill each other or what it's established that there are quote unquote follies where they arm like physically uh disabled people with weapons and have them kill each Isn't other. It's not so fucked up. It's horrifying. It's
1: so it's not even just like disabled but also like old ladies yeah like oh my god, it's just fucking horrifying.
0: And just like it's um I don't I don't get why that's allowed
1: <laughs> because these people are monsters. Yeah, but like See, that's ugh, I hate to say that though cuz it makes me feel racist. Right. Well, like, I,
0: I mean, they're being written by a guy who's kind of creating them as sort of simplistic, barbaric people. True.
1: Although the Westerosi are not less barbaric in his writing of, like, what's happened to Westeros in this war either.
0: That's true, but I think the cultural acceptance of some of this stuff is. This so feels. Are we the this, feels <laughs> this feels. This other, feels otherly. Like, no one's reading this and be like, yeah, that sounds like.
1: A reasonable thing that one would kind of expect. Yeah, because yeah.
0: a lot of the Western stuff, you're like, well, war crimes, like, shit happens. Sometimes it's semi-justified. Other times it's not, but those are bad people. But here it's like, everyone's cool with old ladies stabbing each other in the center square. Like,
1: I guess that it's just a difference in culture. Like, th- you know, I don't know. Was this something that they did in Rome? We know about the gladiators and all that fucking shit, but did they have... I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they're willing to go to the lengths that they were already going. That they would take it to the next level.
0: I guess not, but like it also, it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't because I can see. And this is the the argument that his makes originally is like fit people, good at something, <sighs> fighting for their own like personal advancement and taking risk onto themselves. So right. that I under that. One, I get why they would do it. And the Roman games and stuff were to please the gods. So that I get why you'd be like, well, this is a worthwhile thing. We should all go watch. Okay. Well, I don't know if, like, I just have a hard time believing any real culture would get much out of, like, watching three old ladies stab each other to death. Because it's not funny.
1: Well, I think it's a combination. Like, I mean, he says to her when she's like, why the fuck, what? He suggests that these people would be starving to death if they weren't being provided for for the follies they're being you know sheltered and fed whereas otherwise they wouldn't be
0: yeah i just to me it seemed like so tier like t- or penny's act right with the mm-hmm. whole like the fake jousting and like someone's head gets knocked off and it's actually a melon like that's slapsticky mm-hmm. and it's violent but no one actually gets hurt
1: which is why they're, it's not fun.
0: Well, no. Here's the thing. I think uh, a planned out act where, that replicates violence can be funny, but just like two dwarves getting eaten by lions isn't funny.
1: Not for us.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I have a I have a tough time grasping why anyone would.
1: Yeah, think that was... that's kind of the point, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I guess. To not be able to connect with the concept of this being amusing.
0: But I just don't. I don't. I don't. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> and I also. I do think these people. The people in Marine are written as worse than Westeros. The people in Westeros. I think that's probably. Because there's no true. basic decency.
1: I just. I don't think that there's developed enough characters we don't spend time with any of the Miranese people as POV characters whatsoever.
0: Also think about it though. Like every time there's just like, cause there are bad people in Westeros, right? Like Gregor Clegan or whatever. Right. Or Ramsey Bowen or, and then you, even you look at his like cronies are mm-hmm. like bad to the bone, but like when they run into like a bunch of peasants, they're like hiding in a, in a, a fort and they're like, Hey man, everyone's beaten us and raped us. Please leave us alone. When you run to a bunch of peasants here, they're like, "Let's see old ladies kill each other!" Like,
1: well, we haven't run into peasants here, really.
0: Well, these are the common folk, and the I just think that like the the baseline, like you run into a random person in Westeros, your assumption is like they have some level of same morals as the reader, and in this city, they just do not.
1: Yeah, that's but see, that's the thing here, is I feel like we don't really get to see any face time with peasants. We have the people coming in as supplicants when she's on her throne, and that's it. There's no traveling around Meereen. There's just so much more time spent in Westeros exploring the different areas through the different POV characters that are traveling that we get a much more fleshed-out vision of what people are like. And I think that if he were to write more people traveling throughout Essos, then maybe we would see them as more human and not like perhaps the people that are in this city are, you know, just sort of like, this is like a vent being opened after the city's been under so much tension for the past, however many months she's been there. I don't know. It's just that I just don't feel like there's been equal time given. So there's no possible way for us to view Marine as anything like the same depth as Westeros.
0: I don't I can I I disagree with you a little bit just on how like all the people from the Nugis cities, these guys, young Kai, are portrayed as pretty awfully while like the people in Pentos and Valeria even Valeria, which has slaves, isn't portrayed nearly as like You mean Valantis? Valantis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, they have slaves, but they're not portrayed to be nearly as awful as the people here are. Right. Because they're like this is the biggest fighting pits, but they're everywhere. It's like their favorite thing. And um I I, I do think that like even though we haven't seen like very much of the people in Bravos or Pento, like we've seen little bits of each of them. Mm-hmm. Like, if, I, if you were like, hey, which city has the shittiest people? I'd be like, uh, Yunkai, Marine, and, uh, Astapor, like...
1: Right, although I, I do have to say that those cities have no means of trade other than slaves. And cities that are primarily based around a slave trade, the, the lack of value placed on human life and suffering is just something that will go with that. And that's not that surprising.
0: Right, but that counteracts your argument that if we spent more time with these people, we'd like them more. I'm not
1: saying that we would like them more. I'm saying that they would seem more fleshed out and real instead of this one-dimensional, like, villainous area that we're afraid of.
0: I guess. I feel like we spent a lot of time here.
1: We did, but only through Daenerys's eyes. Yeah. That's the only person.
0: So Daenerys is racist. That's what we've figured out.
1: <laughs> She's just got no concept. She's royalty. How could she possibly... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just not even close to the same as when we're going through Westeros as Arya and she's, you know, some little child that nobody has any idea what she's worth, what she sees as compared to the fucking throngs that come out to worship Daenerys, essentially. Right. So, like, it's not... I don't disagree with people when they say that they feel like these characters are one-dimensional and that it's like quasi-racist i don't disagree at all but i do feel like a lot of that is just the fact that we've spent so much more time in westeros and that's not an excuse i just
0: i i think the westeros argument doesn't look i'm not sure i totally disagree with you but i think like and something to do with, like, because Daenerys is our only point of view character, and she's rolling through, like, smashing the state most of the places she goes to, mm-hmm. but, like, the Dothraki, like, have a different value system, but don't seem like her, like... But they're you,
1: slavers.
0: Yeah, but you get, like, you have a better sense, like, would you rather hang out with someone from Marine or someone, like, a Dothraki, like...
1: I'm someone from Marine. Really? Yeah. The Dothraki are unpredictable and super violent, and I feel like the Marine, at least they're predictable. You know what you're getting into with them. The Dothraki are like fucking firecrackers. You got no idea. Yeah,
0: but it seems like they have some kind of sense of honor. I feel like the Miranese aren't presented as having any sense of honor.
1: I think they have a sense of honor. It's just totally perverse.
0: Perverse honor would be a a good, like, Cinemax. Uh, Yeah, both. (laughs) Um... They yeah. see
1: it as a code of honor, whereas we're like, really, those rules are completely arbitrary and ridiculous. But for them it's like, no, this is how we do it. Okay. I don't know. I'm like I, I really just I feel like this is a flaw more in the way that he's chosen to tell a story and not necessarily intentional. But I think
0: it's intentional and racist. All right. I actually just don't I want think to talk it about I it do anymore. think
1: it's racist, I have to say. But I'm trying to I'm just trying to see to see it from the point of view that there were areas like this who like really didn't value human life as much as other areas of the world and you know Westeros doesn't truck with slave trade at all. I mean, Sergora was exiled for it. Yeah. So, I don't necessarily think that the Westerosi are better people. It's just that they are shown to have a value system way more in line with ours. And so we're assigning a judgment to that that that's way better. And you know it's a human rights thing. That's we're we evolution has taught us that people are the same. And uh, I feel like in an area like that where she's where she is right now, it's kind of as we've seen, they don't really have any other options for their economy. It's whoa, in place. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: are we excusing the slave trade? Though?
1: No, I'm excusing people's refusal to change. I just understand why people haven't gone away from this. It's really hard when you've built you've built a whole series of cities around one item that you trade to get rid of that one item. Then what do you do? The whole thing completely collapses. I'm not saying it's right that they should keep doing it, but they don't have a lot of options. So but, uh, uh, it makes sense that they would cling to this and keep doing this.
0: All right. So here's a question If you have a kid in a family, right? We have two semi identical kids. One is growing up in Westeros, one is growing up in Marine. The one in Marine, their family has slaves, but the kid has done, you know, hasn't, uh, did not purchase the slave. It is not their decision. Mm-hmm. Are they a worse person than the? Person in Westeros that doesn't have slaves because they're like, that's just not a thing.
1: It's not about whether they have or are with a family that has slaves that makes them a better or worse person. How do they treat their slaves? Do they see them as people at all?
0: Well, if you keep someone as a slave, how can you even argue that you see them as a person?
1: Because. You were brought up thinking that having slaves is totally normal, so the whole concept of setting these people free wouldn't even, like, occur to you.
0: Right, but, I mean, can you... If you keep someone as a slave, can you argue at all, no matter how you act towards them, that you're treating them like a person? Because you've totally taken away any, like, uh, uh, ability to be free or to have, like, any self-determination.
1: I... I would argue yes, because there there's just a certain level of ignorance that goes with having been brought up in that society and not knowing anything else. I mean, I think... Even so, I, I just, like, w- you can't expect somebody to have a complete 180 on the way that they view human rights and equality, because you say so. That's not how they were brought up or how they learned anything from the time that they were a child, so... Of course, they're going to think this way. I'm
0: kind of a. I just don't understand, like, because you're a person and they're a person. So, on some, like, I don't, I don't mean to get morally absolutist, but I feel like it's tough to justify, even if you grew up in one way, that some people are property and some people aren't.
1: But see, the thing is, you say they're a person and you're a person, but they've done everything to to create the distinction that these slaves aren't people to make them look different, they're dressed different, they're branded or have tattoos or whatever. So I can totally see that they are actually actively trying to dehumanize these people so they don't have to think about it. They don't want to think about, oh, these are also people. They're trying to make them into furniture.
0: Okay, what are we arguing about right I'm now? T-
1: I'm trying to explain the thought process. I'm not defending it. I'm just trying to say like where, but, where the brain is.
0: But are we kind of talking about whether or not the The generic people of the slave cities are somehow different from the generic people of
1: I'm trying to say that I don't feel like it's fair to just say these people are better or worse simply because of the slave trade that's way too broad a brush and when like you've had this society and economy and culture that's been built on the slave trade for thousands of literally thousands of years that is a fucking tough thing to break and i think just saying across the board that the westerosi are better people because they don't trade in slaves or they don't act this or that way isn't really fair i mean the carnage that we've seen throughout westeros is of a different type but people are monsters or not everywhere
0: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but this is like a banality of evil thing, right? Like, if I'm not,
1: but I'm not excusing it. I'm just trying to explain why I don't.
0: You are excusing it, aren't you?
1: No, I'm explaining why this would be such a hard thing to judge someone on, because you're, it's like a total, completely different mindset. That it's like going into a computer program. That you're not familiar with and trying to like use an app that wasn't built for that. Pro- like they literally cannot understand what the fuck you're trying to do. I kind
0: of I feel like it's more like talking to someone who's like racist or homophobic because they were grown up like they grew up that way. And they're like, Does yeah, it, but that doesn't like that only excuses you up to a point and then it's your fault. But
1: I'm not that's what I'm saying. I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying that there comes a point where there there's no way that everybody is going to see the same way on this. And there's just a point where it's like the yeah, well, position I mean, that Arya was in at Harrenhal, she had to escape from there. They don't call her a slave, but she wasn't free to leave.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, there's like oppression is different, but I feel like the slave trade is like a whole nother layer on that. Okay. I mean, because there's fucked up. I mean, there are people. uh, I just,
1: I kind of, I guess I just feel like Westeros has its own kind of slavery. They just don't call it that. And they don't, they don't round people up like they do here. But it's just like, there's still this horrific hierarchy and this like sort of.
0: Oh, sure. But that's like being like, you know, comparing people who have uh, like minimum or like minimum wage jobs or like sweatshops and be like, oh, it's just as bad as slavery. And the answer is. It's not like it's things could be bad without being just equal.
1: Okay. I I mean, that's I think you're right, but I just I guess I just don't I just don't like the generalization of an entire area based on based on a culture and an economy that's been there for thousands of years.
0: Right. Though, in this case, (laughs) fictional. Fictional.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But based on obviously like northern Africa, I would say.
0: I don't. No enough about their history.
1: Well it just feels like when with like Astapor and Marine and it feels like Northern Africa areas that are bordering on European countries. Right. So these people are more Middle Eastern looking and then you have going down towards like uh the summer isles is more where people are actually black. Right, um,
0: but I don't know what the, the history of slavery in Northern Africa is.
1: Oh, okay. Well, we won't get into that because this is just going to go on forever. Oh
0: boy, <laughs> let's save that for another day.
1: Let's <laughs> not. Uh, I just so, want some make other, other it clear. day, perhaps. I <laughs> don't excuse this, but I just, I just have a lot of sympathy for how fucked trying to change this kind of culture is. And judging everybody by something that in some ways, and I don't want to once again excuse people's individual choices, but in some ways people are not in control of the the environment that they're brought up in. And so once they get to the point where they can make their own choices, then that's different. But it's tough when you've grown up with one idea drilled into your head to have somebody come up to you and be like, hey, all of that is fucked and wrong. You know, I just it's sort of I guess also like learning about like the way that the South just disintegrated after uh slavery was abolished, and they created the sharecropping thing, which is like just a whole other word for slavery, right, and you know basically, yeah, we can take the slavery away, but the whole fucking culture and everything was still there, and the racism and everything was still there and is still there now, and it's been a hundred years. So, it's just, I don't want to say that everybody is a bad person. They're just good and bad parts to the same people.
0: Right. Though I will, you got to think, though, as if you are an author operating in America in the modern era, and you're like, these people participate in slavery, I think the author is being like, you're not supposed to like those people. Oh,
1: I'm, that's for sure. I mean, he's definitely throwing things in there just for the shock factor. Right. Like dog sandwiches. No- <laughs> <laughs> which
0: really should be like, yeah, people should be able to eat dogs if they want to. Right.
1: Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that he intended anything other than for us to like, like, dislike these people. But I'm just kind of addressing the whole racism in his writing, which I think is there. But it's just such a weird topic,
0: well, I mean I think it's I get frustrated with this sometimes when you have to argue between the authorial intent versus like if this were real, what would that mean mm. because if a if the author I'm not saying George R. R Martin is a racist, but like we all have maybe ideas in our brain that we haven't looked at that carefully, mm. so maybe you write something that is racist, you can construct it in a way that's like. Well, it makes sense if you take the, the if you live in the world that has been written, like this all logically fits together. But then when you hold that as, apart from yourself and you're like, why was it written like this? Mm. Then you're like, okay, there were some assumptions that, that are just taken for granted in here that we can't work logic out of because they weren't logical to begin with.
1: Okay. I think that's fair. So...
0: I don't. I feel like we've talked for 30 minutes and I don't know what we've. We didn't really get
1: anything out of it. I don't know. I just like. I don't know. I guess I just like to put myself in the shoes of every other character sometimes and that can get a little bit redundant and unnecessary. I'm so <laughs> sorry about that. Hey,
0: if uh someone maybe somebody learns something. This
1: is why I'm a Libra.
0: <laughs> maybe someone heard this and was like, "This is garbage. I'm going to the library and I'm going to learn about slavery." Oh, and if good. one person had that thought, then I think we won. Did we? <laughs> sure. Or they lost. <laughs> It's so an alien versus predator She flies situation. away on her
1: dragon. You high five. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't. So you weren't impressed by the fact that she had to stare down her dragon.
0: I mean, there's like she was like clearly brave in that part, but like I just didn't quite.
1: You know what? I just realized we kind of skipped over the fact that you were disappointed that they didn't attack Tyrion with lions.
0: Oh no! Oh, well, it did. It did seem like Alita because like the whole thing was like. Tyrion and Daenerys they're on this like path where they're going to cross paths and it's like we're going to kill them with lions and I'm like
1: oh she's going to save them and she's going to meet him and it's going to be okay
0: or anything <laughs> or even like she's going to have them be but it's like she saves them but never it's like the most like ping! like they just ricocheted off each other Passive. and now they're just going in separate directions like what if I- like again like with the blue balls like she doesn't even like know it's Tyrion at any point. Nope. Like, there's not even... Maybe we'll get a Tyrion chapter later, but there's no, like, you know, Tyrion and Penny, you really have to kill each other. Like, they don't know that lions are going to attack them, and then they just don't have lions attack them.
1: I wonder if Tyrion gets spotted by Barriston, If Barriston would recognize him.
0: I mean, he doesn't say anything if he does.
1: I mean, he wouldn't recognize him there because they were so far away, and they were in, you know, helmets and everything. Like, there's no way to know. And even now if he didn't have a helmet on he's got no nose so we're not sure how recognizable he is but uh yeah
0: i feel like he would make himself known <laughs> yeah that's at this true. point he's like somebody okay. like frying pan fire or whatever <laughs> um yeah and then all right so i was a little bummed out by that like not that like you said like i don't expect like her to say them and then like they hug and they're like, where are we going to be friends now? <laughs> but I did expect there to be something like that happened. It kind of felt it was like bad things are going to. Nope.
1: He keeps setting them up and then not knocking them down. Yeah. Yeah. I get you.
0: And then they do the, uh, the lady fights the boar. She's doing good, but Barrison's like, she should have a spear. That's what you use for boars. And she has a butter knife and she loses. Daenerys is like, I've had it with this shit. This is fucking barbarism. And she hurt. calls it
1: an abattoir. I was like, nice.
0: Yeah, take me from this abattoir. Take me from this grand guggenal. <laughs> and um, he's like, no, the best part's still coming. Oh, there's gonna be a big guy fighting another big guy. Yeah. Um. And by the way, this like the this card for this um. Pit fight pit fight is card? like. Yeah, like a fight card is like you know, oh like, oh
1: like what's slated yeah. yeah
0: there's like 17 fights including like an elephant versus three six boars or some shit it was
1: like it was um wolves yeah made short work of them also that's not what i would have expected via like it's wolves against an elephant i mean an elephant's big but really
0: and it's an enclosed <gasps> space like wolves like try to like you know confuse people they take down the weak part of the herd they're not mm, like i guess so you know, in a face-to-face fight, an elephant's probably got a better shot than a wolf.
1: It's just so upsetting to me the whole idea of animals fighting each other. I know, it's upsetting too. It.
0: It's weird in fiction that the animals fighting each other can be worse than two like
1: people ripping each other's hearts out and eating them. Yeah, yeah, but there's just like, well, you can sort of comfort yourself thinking that the, these people chose to be here, you know. But yeah, there's some level of control granted them, whereas animals are completely helpless.
0: Yeah. Um. So Daenerys freaks out, shadow over the thing. Everyone's like, Drogon just rolls in, big as heck, jumps down, burns both the boar, which is eating the woman, like lights them both on fire and starts eating them. Yep. Which kind of is like, it is clear that he's there for Daenerys, but like he doesn't, it doesn't seem like he knows that's
1: why he's there. (laughs) Yeah, it's like this instinct drew him there, and he's like, well, I guess I'll eat. Yeah, <laughs>
0: like this is like, if you're just hunting, this is not a great place to like just hunt. Yeah. Um, it is the opposite of hunting. <laughs> um,
1: you know what? I just realized that I'm saying like all those people chose to be there, but Tyrion and Penny were not choosing, no. so I don't know how much of these people were really, like, whatever. Anyway, back to the dragon.
0: I mean, as you think about it, everyone was a slave before, and now they're like, well, we're paying some of them, question mark? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which, like, it makes sense for, like, two warriors facing each other down to be like, I'm going to make money if I win. But for, like, the three old ladies with knives, it's like, I don't know if they should have signed up for this.
1: And it's like when there was another chapter where Daenerys is, like, finding out that people are trying to sell themselves back into slavery because getting paid is bullshit. And they (laughs) used to live... In nice houses and eat meat and wear silk, even though they were slaves, they were living a good life in other ways, and they were fine with it. And now they're like, you know, they have to use their wages to buy their own home, and they're like, no, fuck this noise, this is the worst. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> anyway, right?
0: <laughs> um, yeah, Drogon she wrote like they're like we're gonna like some guy like stabs him with a spear. Yep, like they're all like.
1: And that guy gets his arm ripped off.
0: Yeah. Jargon's dealing out some pretty good beats. He cuts
1: somebody in half with his tail.
0: He breaks them in half. Yeah. Um, That's pretty great. Right? Uh, Yeah. There's some good gore going on. I appreciate that. And then she, but (laughs) all right, this is like the conflict of being me, but I'm like, like, he bites a guy's head off. Like, he smashes someone in half with his tail. I'm like, yeah! Daenerys hits him with a whip.
1: No! Wait, oh, you were mad at her for doing that?
0: I just didn't understand, like, how that is, like, how you...
1: Train your dragon? Yeah. What did you think she was going to have to do to train them? That,
0: wait, wait, wait. Just whipping someone, like, just like whipping them isn't training them. Like, it has to be tied in with, like, a, uh, you know, positive uh, response stimulus, uh, negative uh, uh, Pavlov's dog situation.
1: Wow. You don't know what you're saying. Nope.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've never trained a dragon. Or anything. but yeah. you Don't just beat them into submission.
1: Uh, you can. I mean, it's not the best tactic, but it is uh, it is a tactic. Oh, yeah. It's cool. Like, you can't judge She's, people for beating eating, animals. He's eating a bunch of people. I think it's warranted. Well,
0: also, I was confused, like, because everyone's going to kill this dragon. Which and it's does. also
1: self-defense. What are you saying? She, he was going to eat her, too.
0: Uh... I don't like whipping animals. All right.
1: Get over it. Go on.
0: Also, I don't understand because she's like, don't kill the dragon. I'm going to hit it. Like, because if she rolls down there, she's like, no. And she picks up the and She starts hitting the dragon. I'm like, so we should all hit the dragon, right? Like, she's like, that's what the idea is.
1: I think that she was saying no, because she knew all of them were going to die. Anybody else who stepped forward, like, no, it's, this dragon's not listening to anybody but her. And even her, it's going to be maybe. You're right. So... But I just don't know,
0: did she communicate well to everybody? There's not
1: fucking time to communicate well to everybody. Are you kidding me? There are people on fire. Somebody got broken in half.
0: I'm just surprised that by the time, like, I just almost picture, like, comedically, like, as she, like, like, she's hitting it with the whip, and, like, it's kind of, like, calming down, Then a bunch of other people start hitting it also with spears, because that seems to be what people are doing.
1: I would say, if she comes forward, says no, is brandishing a whip, and is the mother of dragons, when she says no, everyone else is like, thank God, I wanted no part of this, and drops their shit and leaves. That makes sense. <laughs> That's just- like,
0: that's true like well i guess i have to fight this ju- oh nope she's got it
1: she's got it we're good
0: dog sausage do
1: you need any help no okay i'm out
0: <laughs> okay extra mustard on mine i'm gonna watch this
1: <laughs> yeah uh and
0: then i don't know what she's wearing because she took her toe car off so i don't know if yeah. she has underwear or if she's just like nude fighting a dragon again. i don't know
1: she could have had her clothes burned off again
0: yeah it's unclear her clothes situation is unclear. Let's
1: let's, let's all leave- make this clear how unclear it is.
0: We'll leave it to DeviantArt to this figure out. This is the out.
1: longest episode. Uh, Holy motherfucking right. shit!
0: Is it? Has it, we crossed an hour?
1: Oh, we crossed an hour like twenty minutes oh, ago. Fuck, man. yeah, <sighs> um, yeah. Sorry, guys. This is like winding a winding road.
0: Well, I think we kind of addressed our feelings about her flying off into the ether. Yeah. Uh, please see the beginning of the podcast <laughs> for that information. Uh, And
1: we'll see what happens. Yes. What do you think is going to happen? I feel like you you said what you felt about it, but you didn't really make a prediction.
0: I want... And that's what I say when I'm predicting something that's probably not going to happen. She needs to swing back through, release the other two dragons, and take, like, just fuck off into the wilderness. This
1: so is going to be, like, up, except instead of a house, it's Daenerys, and instead of balloons, it's dragons. How is it, like, <laughs> up at all? <laughs> and they're carrying her across the ocean. How is that, like, well, she's up? A never ending chocolate bar. <laughs> uh, such a good movie. You go high five?
0: Fine. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this never-ending episode of Unspoiled. You still want more, don't you? That's why you go to unspoiledpodcast.com or Twitter at unspoiled show, or facebook.com slash unspoiledpod. Leave us a rating or review on Information Tunes and we will thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We'll see you next chapter.